Welcome back to another episode, SPC listeners. I'm glad you're back here with me. I'm so happy to bring you episode 40, the second part of my long solo cross country, also known as the two-hander. In this episode, you'll fly with me from Prescott, Arizona, back to Chandler via the Wickenburg Municipal Airport. And note, it didn't even take me five years to release this next episode. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. We have Zulu, and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. you remember all the way back to last week in episode 39, I had flown my outbound leg of my long solo cross country from Chandler through the Phoenix airspace and up north to Prescott. Today, I'm happy to have you along for my return flight from Prescott, which is KPRC, to Chandler, which is KCHD, via the fairly rural town of Wickenburg and their municipal airport, Echo 25. Again, after my stage three check, which was pretty rough, and I mean rough emotionally, not just the turbulence, it was relaxing to be back out by myself, just enjoying being a pilot. I had enjoyed my pretty busy flight up to Prescott, and now I was really enjoying the cool weather of Prescott and the smell of the pines. I lurked about a bit, I got a nice cold refreshing drink, I used the facilities, and I rested for a time. Not too much later, I was eager to get back on the horse and get back home. So I saddled up and prepared for the next leg. We'll start, as usual, getting the ATIS at Prescott. Four five. Practice instrument approaches being conducted to converging runways. Inbound contact tower 125.3. Notice airman. Caution, Sky Crane helicopter parked near Foxtrot 4. Taxiway hotel closed except two for service operations. Read back all runway, hold short instructions. Advise on initial contact, Edis Bravo. Prescott Tower Pigeon Bravo, time 1753 Zulu. Wind variable of 5, visibility 10. Few clouds at 8,000. Temperature tree 1, check density altitude 2.6. Altimeter tree 005. Visual approach and use. Land and hard runways 21 left and 21 right. Land and hold short. Operations in effect. Outbounds of ice ground control. Direction of departure. Aircraft requesting practice approaches or traffic advisories outside class at Delta airspace. Contact Albuquerque Center on 128.45. Practice instrument approaches being conducted to converging runways. Inbound contact tower 125.3. Notice airman. When I was ready, I contacted ground to get to the runway. I'll let the radio traffic play as I taxi. Prescott ground, uh, Cherokee 90126 Mike is in transient parking. We would like a south departure. We have Bravo. Prescott ground, Bonanza 1773 Whiskey. We're ready to taxi from Ritter Air with Bravo. Cherokee 90126 Mike, Prescott ground. Runway two and left taxi via Charlie Holchor taxiway echo. Okay, taxi via Charlie and hold short of taxiway echo uh, two six Mike. Nanza one seven seven tree whiskey Prescott ground state direction departure. Uh, we're going eastbound Cottonwood. 
Bonanza 7 Tree Whiskey, taxi 2, runway 21 left via Delta and Delta 6. Delta, Delta 6, 21 left, South Whiskey. That's ground 077, Fox Drive, Rotor Ramp. Rotor 77, Prescott Ground, behind the Cessna to your left, taxi right via taxiway, Fox Drive. Behind the Cessna, taxi right over to 77. Cherokee 26 Mike, follow the arrowhead, taxi runway 21 left via Charlie, Charlie 6. Follow the traffic ahead and taxi to 21 left, uh, 26 Mike. Press the ground, Legend 23 at the soft loop. Like to proceed to the riddle ramp. Legend 23, you press the ground, proceed to the riddle ramp via Delta to Foxtrot. Proceed to the riddle ramp via Delta Foxtrot, Legend 23, thank you. Ground Riddle 4-4, we'd like to taxi the runway with information Bravo for traffic car. Riddle Ramp, sorry. Legend 2-3, continue on taxiway Delta, hold short of runway 1-2 on taxiway Delta. Legend 2-3, hold short of runway 1-2 on Delta. Riddle 4-4, taxi runway 2 on left via Foxtrot Delta, Delta 6. Will taxi to one? Last word of 4-4. Press ground, signal 258, Romeo Mike at North North Bravo, like a Northeast departure. Signal 258, Romeo Mike, Prescott ground, Sagan direction of departure. Uh, we'd like a North uh, Northeast departure, 8 Romeo Mike. Signal 8, Romeo Mike, taxi 2, runway 21 left via Echo Charlie, Charlie 6. Echo Charlie, Charlie 6, 21 left, 8 Romeo Mike. Legend 2 tree behind the Cessna to your right, continue to the ramp via taxiway Delta and Foxtrot. Behind the Cessna on my right, to Riddle via Delta Foxtrot. Legend 2 3. Press the ground, uh, Skyling 07 Romeo, it's a radio check, and also could you say the uh, VOR frequency here? Skyling 07 Romeo, press that ground, heavy long clear, standby. Tango clear, Charlie 2, holding for a twin. Come on, press the ground, hold for twin, say again, call sign. Cessna 185, Sierra Tango. Sierra Charlie 2, 185, Sierra Tango. Cessna 185, Sierra Tango, press Scott Ground, Sierra Destination on the airport. Uh, going in the North Air ramp. Cessna 5, Sierra Tango, behind the Seminole Head, taxi 2, North Air via taxiway Echo. Okay, behind the twin, uh, Echo to North Air, thank you. Aircraft come on, press the ground, VOR frequency is 114.1. Press the ground, Skyline 07 Romeo, how do you read? Skyline 07 Romeo, press the ground, have you weak but readable, the Drake VOR frequency is 114.1. 114.1, thanks. After my run-up and density altitude calculations, etc., I was ready to go. So I called up the tower frequency. Sirius 00 Delta, negative traffic departing east northeast bound of Bonanza. Uh, looking for traffic. In 73 Whiskey traffic, Sirius reports inbound from the north northeast, approximately seven miles out. Okay, 73 Whiskey, we're at 6.5. Prescott Tower, Cherokee 90126, Mike is ready on 
21 left. Cherokee 90126 Mike Prescott Tower. Drop down departure, approve runway 21 left, cleared for takeoff. Cleared for takeoff on 21 left, uh, Cherokee 26 Mike. Prescott Tower says 3000 Delta, we're 5 miles out. Cherokee 26, or correction, disregard that Bonanza 73 Whiskey traffic ahead into your left inbound Cirrus. 73 Whiskey, we're looking. Cirrus 00 Delta, runway 21 left, clear to land, wind calm. 21 left, clear to land, sir. 3,000 Delta. 73 Whiskey has covered. And 73 Whiskey, thank you. Okay, everything's in the green. Airspeed's alive. Got 40. 45, 50, 55, and rotate. We're off. I quickly noticed the lack of performance of my airplane in the warm air and the high altitude. But while it wasn't a quick climb, at least it was relatively steady. At that point, when I knew I was getting a steady positive climb rate, I turned on course to 180 degrees towards Wickenburg. As I approached the mountains to the south, though, the turbulence increased, and there were moments that I couldn't climb much at all and other moments that I shot up in an updraft. I kept thinking through my options. Should I not be able to climb fast enough to make it through the range ahead? I also knew there was a bit of a pass through the mountains that had a road that actually goes through the hills to Wickenburg. Once clear of the airspace, I called Prescott Radio to open my flight plan, which I nearly forgot to do. Come to think of it, I still have a hard time remembering to open and close flight plans, especially close them. I'm always having to think of a gimmick to remember. On that note, I would love to hear ideas from those of you who are pilots on how you remember, especially to close flight plans. That could be interesting, actually, and if I get some good suggestions from you, I'll be sure to share in a future episode, with credit, of course. So here's my call to flight service. Prescott Radio, Cherokee 90126, Mike, over. Cherokee 90126, Mike, I'd like to activate my flight plan as of 1835 Zulu. 26, Mike. Out of number 9126, Mike, please activated 1835 Zulu. Uh, Prescott to Chandler, Arizona. I have a safe Thanks for your help. Cherokee 26, Mike. At that point, I settled into my planned 28-minute leg to Wickenburg. I would be doing a landing there as per the cross-country requirements, and then on back to KCHD via a much different route than I came, but we'll get to that. I was now over a much less populated area, and I mean much less. There was almost nothing in sight but nature. In fact, I almost flew right over an area I know pretty well from the ground called Crown King, where I've done a bit of off-roading before. This is really pretty country. I also got to practice real pilotage as I had a mountain road off to my right. It's a road that actually leads to the town of Wickenburg, so if nothing else worked, at least I could follow that to my destination area and find the airport from there. The scenery was breathtaking, and it was one more flight that cemented my love of flying. And it was nice, after the flight up had been so busy, to be flying via pilotage all by myself in the backcountry of Arizona, yet still so close to civilization. This was off the beaten path for sure, or maybe the beaten flight path, because it wasn't in a direction that was really direct to anywhere that anyone was going. 
I started to realize how much I liked flying out by myself. Maybe I have a bit of bush pilot in me. Not the skills, of course, just the desire. After a bit, it was time to get myself ready to approach Echo 25. The CTAF was 123.0, so I dialed that in. About a minute after tuning in the CTAF, I heard some traffic at Wickenburg. Turns out a big heli was doing some practice maneuvers at this airport. At the end of this, by the way, you'll hear a call from Marana Airport, which is all the way down by Tucson, but happens to use the same CTAF frequency. And at the right altitudes, a signal, albeit weak at that point, easily makes it all the way up to where I was, north of Wickenburg. Keep in mind that Marana, or Alpha Victor Quebec, and Wickenburg, Echo 25, are are 121 nautical miles apart. Amazing, really. A few minutes later or so, as I got within about 10 miles, I made my own call, and I asked for an advisory, so I kind of knew what was going on at the airport. I'll let the responses play, including a response from the Unicom. Wickenburg traffic, uh, Cherokee is 10 miles north. Uh, request traffic advisory. I'm sorry, uh, airport advisory. This is helicopter 109 Fox Bravo. We're currently on a right downwind for 2 3. Winds have been kind of variable out of the south to west, uh, favoring 2 3. Okay, favoring 2 3. I appreciate that. Uh, we're now uh, 9 miles north. Uh, Wickenburg traffic. Wickenburg traffic, Archer 428 Papa Alpha, 6 miles to the west. Inbound for a full stop. Probably 2 3. This is Wickenburg Unicom. Uh, for weather information, our AWOS frequency is 121.375. Yeah, Wickenburg traffic, helicopter 9, our Fox Bravo is on a right base to short final for 2-3 stop and goes at Wickenburg. Since Unicom had mentioned the automated system, I figured I'd give it a quick listen. I actually don't remember why I didn't listen to it beforehand. Maybe I had forgotten about it, or maybe I didn't notice it when I was doing my uh, my pre-flight and my flight planning. But for whatever reason, I had forgotten or I didn't know about it, so I went ahead and gave it a quick listen. Wickenburg Municipal Airport. Automated weather observation. One, niner, zero, three, Zulu, weather, wind, one, five, zero, at six, visibility. Four miles to the west, and down, one, two, three, we'll be entering the 45 to one. One, altimeter, two, niner, eight, two, remark, density altitude, 5,000. I continued descending towards 3,377 feet, which was traffic pattern altitude, and even mentioned it out loud to myself in the cockpit. I wanted to reach TPA before entering the pattern, of course, to make it easier for other traffic to see me and me them. Here's a bit more of the traffic in the area. Notice the last call is sounding pretty local, but it's actually from Needles, California, which was just a measly 100 miles away. This experience shows why it's so incredibly important that CTAF announcements are prefixed and suffixed with the airport or area name. Think of all the fields that could be within 100 miles or so of the, of the airport that you're at with the same traffic advisory frequency. Wickenburg traffic, helicopter 109, Fox Bravo, taking off on my 23, uh, moving over right close 
Alpha Alpha Zenith, 45 downwind for runway 23, Hoodsburg. Needles traffic, Comanche 5390, transitioning southbound about three miles north of the VOR at 5,500 needles. So as I was getting closer to the airport, I made another advisory call. Traffic, uh, Cherokee 26 Mike is now four and a half miles north. We'll be circling around and entering a left, uh, I'm sorry, a right hand downwind for two, three full stop, Wickenburg. After a few minutes, I was nearing the airport area, so I wanted to make another announcement. There was a new airplane near the airport now, and again, this shows why we should say the airport name at the beginning and the end. The pilot making the second call here did not speak English as a first language, obviously, so it was a little difficult for me to understand. He finished his call without saying the airport name again, and since I didn't catch it at the beginning, I wasn't sure if he was at Wickenburg or not. By saying it at the end, too, if someone's having a hard time hearing or understanding you, they can concentrate a little more at the end and verify where you are. In this case, I thought I caught a runway 23 in there, so I figured there was a good chance he was here. Hopefully you can hear, though, how hard it would be to catch Wickenburg at the beginning if you weren't really paying attention. I didn't have the luxury of replaying the last 10 seconds like you do on your phone or computer while you listen to this. Right after that, you'll hear me make my call as, as I'm entering the airport area, and the big helicopter in the pattern will decide to allow me to pass them because they were doing slower maneuvers. By the way, it's not lost on me that at the very end of this call, I forgot to say Wickenburg. Hey, Wickenburg traffic, Archer 428, Papa Alpha, right base 4, runway 23, full stop. Wickenburg traffic, Papa Archer 428, Papa Alpha, 2-3. Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is on a... Uh, 45 for right downwind for 2-3, full stop, Wickenburg. Okay, helicopter 109 from Fox Bravo, we're on right down, I think it's good through there behind us. We're going to go ahead and do a left 360, let you go in front of us here, we're doing some uh, forward stuff. Okay, uh, I do have you in sight, and I'm turning on to downwind now for 2-3, uh, full stop. I completed my pre-landing checklist and then went abeam the threshold, concentrated on the landing that I'd be making at an airport that I had never been before, not even from the ground. Pretty exciting stuff for a student pilot. So as I turned pace, everyone, including me, made a quick position and intention call once again. And we're for traffic, helicopter 109, Fox Bravo is uh, just turning back into a uh, right downwind for runway 23, stop and go to Wickenburg, we're number two behind the Cherokee, we got you. Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is on right base, 223, two, full stop, Wickenburg. And again on final. Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is on short final, 23, full stop, Wickenburg. Wickenburg helicopter 9, Fox Bravo is on our right down with 23, stop the goes, Wickenburg. The landing, thankfully, was uneventful, and I turned off the runway, of course. Hey, Wickenburg traffic, helicopter, Niner, Fox Bravo, short final for 2-3, stop and go to Wickenburg. 
Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is clear of 2-3. We'll be taxiing back Wickenburg. I'll leave it out for brevity, but after getting clear of the runway, I got to watch the heli do their slow practice operations down the runway, including a touch-and-go, and I can be heard on the recording simply saying, that is cool. I started getting reconfigured for a takeoff, and I decided I would do a short field takeoff this time. Not because Wickenburg has a particularly short runway, in fact, it's well over 2,000 feet, but mostly for practice. I also set up some of my nav radios for the next part of the flight. Remember, I wasn't really using GPS at this point. Back then, at least, at Chandler Air Service, they teach the radio and pilotage aspects of navigation during your primary training and leave the easy GPS flying for later. I'm glad they did that, by the way, but I will say I'm also glad that every time I've been in the cockpit since, I've had GPS. It just makes things easier. Once I was ready, had taxied short of the runway, and was about to leave, the helicopter made their crosswind announcement, and I stated my intentions to use the runway for departure now. Wickenburg traffic, helicopter 9 up, Bravo is on the right crosswind, turning right down one for 2 3, stop to go, Wickenburg. Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is going to take 2 3 for south departure. Helicopter 9 Fox Bravo, Sony, uh, right downwind for uh, 2 3, stop the goes, and uh, looking for number 2, we got the check. So I took off, and while the helicopter was turning base, I announced where I was and what I was going to do again. Wickenburg traffic, Cherokee 26 Mike is on upwind, it will be departing to the south. Wickenburg. So now my plan was to climb to 5,500 feet and I would have to do another first for me. Contact Luke Approach. Luke Air Force Base is located at the northwest edge of the Phoenix Valley, and Luke Approach controls the area to the north and west, and maybe even a little bit southwest of there. Luke is one of the largest training bases for F-16 pilots, which I think is pretty cool. I would talk to them as I started skirting around and under the west and south side of the Phoenix-class Bravo airspace on my way back to Chandler. It's a little over 30 nautical miles from Wickenburg to the VOR that I was going to use as a waypoint called the Buckeye VOR. There's also an airport there called Buckeye, and you'll hear traffic, advisory traffic from both. It started getting bumpy and hot. As I was getting closer to the Buckeye VOR, I noticed quite a bit of traffic in the area, including a Bonanza that was transitioning the other way and would be climbing through my altitude. I wanted to make an early call to make sure everyone was aware where I was and what I was going to be doing. The Bonanza pilots heard it right away, and you'll hear a typical exchange to de-conflict our flights. I think it worked out pretty well. It worked basically as it should. I probably could have been a little more brief, but hey, I was a student. Cut me some slack. Buckeye traffic, Bonanza 851 Kilo is south of the airport of Buckeye, transitioning towards the Buckeye VOR at 2,000 feet, climbing 6,500 feet, and we have the traffic approaching Buckeye inside in 30 of him. Buckeye traffic. Buckeye traffic, I'm a Cherokee nine miles north of the VOR. I'll be uh, heading over the VOR at 5,500 feet, Buckeye. Okay, last call to book on VOR. I, I didn't catch all of that. Are you just transitioning over or are you going to be holding? 
Negative on the hold, just be transitioning over. I just hear a lot of traffic in the area. I want to make sure everybody knows I'm here. 5,500 feet, I'll be transitioning over uh, Buckeye BOR. Okay, thank you. Bonanza um, 51 Kilo. We also will be coming over the VOR. Do you have to have DME? I'm at 7.7 .7 out north. Okay, and you're going to transition to the south. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to turn to the east uh, over the VOR and transition across uh, to the east. Buckeye traffic, Cessna 3 with some Mike Echoes, enter on the 45 for a right downwind 17, full stop, Buckeye. Okay, as long as you're going to stay at 5,500, then Bonanza 851 Kilo, we will climb no higher than 5,000. We will be transitioning from the southeast to the northwest in about four minutes. 2,900 climbing 5,000. Bye-bye. Thanks for that. I will remain at or above 5,500, so we should be no factor. Thank you. When arriving at the VOR, it was time to call Luke Approach to get clearance through the Class Bravo to the south on what at the time was called the Gila Transition, which allowed an east-west transition on the south side of the airport. I think that procedure has since been revised, and transitioning that area now probably requires staying below or above the Class Bravo airspace. Here's how I did it then, though. Luke Approach, Cherokee Niner 126 Mike is... Uh, over the Buckeye VOR, 5,600 feet. Would like the Gila transition through the Phoenix Class Bravo airspace going to Chandler. Cherokee 9126 Mike, Luke Approach, Squawk 0375. Squawk 0375, uh, Cherokee 26 Mike. And a few moments later, I got my response. I was headed back into congested airspace for sure. My remote flight was over. Cherokee 26 micro to contact three miles southeast, Buckeye Vortex, look up to our channel 73. Roger, 26 Mike. And while there was quite a bit of traffic, my time with Luke Approach was pretty uninteresting. After about 10 minutes with them, they handed me off to Phoenix Approach. Two by two on I did. contact uh, Phoenix Approach 120.4. 120.4, thanks for your help. So after I switched over on the radio and waited for a spot to call up, I did. Keep in mind that nobody had cleared me yet into the Bravo, so when the new controller at Phoenix Approach didn't either, I specifically asked him about it. Sometimes it helps to just ask. Without a clearance, I would need to get pretty low under the Bravo while contending with mountains to the south while navigating back to Chandler. It's much more straightforward if you can just jump into the airspace. Phoenix Approach, Cherokee 9126, Mike, 5,300 feet, transitioning west to east. Cherokee 9126, Mike, Phoenix Approach, say destination. We're going to Chandler, 26 Mike. Shuttle 2844 to center maintain 6000. Data success, Shuttle 2844. Number 9126, Mike, resume on navigation towards Chandler. Okay, resume on navigation. Am I uh, cleared into the Class Bravo for the transition, or do I need to duck under? 26 Mike. Number 9126, Mike, cleared into finished Class Bravo airspace. Chandler, information kilo current altimeter 29073, advise me Uh Roger, 26 Mike. Not a fifteen twelve contact Phoenix Tower one two zero point nine. Four to the tower, fifteen twelve. 
So after calling back and getting the altimeter setting at Phoenix, I cruised along for a while. They then had me descend slightly. Shuttle 2844, contact Phoenix Tower 118.7. Over to the tower, have a good day, 2844. Okay. 9126, Mike, maintain VFR at 5,000. Okay, maintain VFR at 5,026, Mike, descending now. Okay, there are a couple of mountain ranges just south of the Phoenix Airport area. The Australia Mountains, which stretch from the northwest near Phoenix International Raceway towards the southeast. And then there's also a small cluster of peaks known as South Mountain, which are basically in the southern part of the Phoenix City limits. The Australia Range goes up to about a 5,000-foot peak, and South Mountain is about 3,000 feet. There's a space between them that makes a valley that funnels south of South Mountain towards the very southern part of the East Valley of Phoenix, or South Chandler. My plan was to skirt in between the mountains, end up under the Class Bravo for good, and navigate back to Chandler that way. It seems that Phoenix Approach wanted me out of their hair as soon as possible, too, and suggested basically that. While they did, in essence, tell me to go south of South Mountain when they told me to skirt along close to the Australia Mountains, I wanted to let them know that my plan had me not really coming back. Approach Cactus 195, passing 6,000 for, I mean 7,000 for 6,000 on the uh, Cooley. Cactus 195, Phoenix Approach, Roger. Number 9126, Mike, proceed southeastbound just east of the uh, Australia Mountains. Yeah, I'm planning on uh, heading right through the pass here, if that's okay. 26 Mike. Number 9126, Mike, purge request. Cactus 195, to set a maintain 4,000. Out of 6,000 for 4,000, Cactus 195. So I puttered along for a few minutes, fairly close to the Australia Mountains, so it was pretty bumpy with the wind swirling up and around the peaks. I'll let a couple of minutes play here, just about the time that they handed me off to another sector. At this point, I was well clear of the Bravo, so it was just flight following, basically. Of course, I then reached out on the new frequency. Cactus 195 to center maintain 3000. Center maintain 3000, airport side, Cactus 195. Cactus 195, turn right heading 050, clear for his approach, runway 7 right. 050, clear for the visual, runway 7 right, Cactus 195. Southwest 2696 to center maintain 6000. Approach, Cherokee 90126 Mike is uh, with you 4,700 feet. Cherokee 90126 Mike, Phoenix Approach, 
After about a minute, the new controller rescinded my clearance into the Bravo. Well, it was a normal release, but that's what it amounted to. But he did ask if I wanted to continue with radar service. I decided that I was close enough now that there wouldn't be much point, so I opted out. Dragon 26 Mike is outside of Phoenix Class Barber Space. Resume all navigation and send at your discretion. Rick Chandler, do you want to continue with service? Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, we'll just uh, squat 1200 and be on our way. Thanks for your help, 26 Mike. 26 Mike, you're welcome. Radar service terminate squawk VFR for exchange approved. Good day. Frequency change approved. Good day, 26 Mike. 186, Christian Mini 06, uniform, radar service terminate. Radar and squawk VFR, frequency change approved. Good day. Roger, thanks for your help. 06, uniform. I then descended to 4,000 feet. I was under a 5,000-foot shelf of the Bravo, and with the thermals and bumps and so on, I wanted to give myself a little buffer. A couple minutes later, I experienced what I call a two-hander. Turbulence so sudden and violent that both hands immediately go to the yoke to recover. This one put me instantly in a 60-degree bank from straight and level. This was my reaction. Oh, my heavens. Not to worry, though, this type of turbulence is common in the summer around here. It's so hot and with a little wind mixed in and the numerous mountains, it can get a little crazy. With the two-hander out of the way and corrected, I decided to listen to the ATIS back at Chandler, so I'd be ready. All right, let me get ATIS. Approaching use, landing departing runways 22, left and right. Noticed airmen, multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport up to 310 feet AGL. All departing aircraft advise ground control directs for departure on contact. Use caution for bird activity in the vicinity of Chandler Airport. Advise on initial contact that you have Lima. Chandler Tower Formation, Lima, 1947 Zula Observation, wind 1808, visibility 4020,000 scattered, temperature 38, 2.15, altimeter 2972. Visual approach in use, landing departing runways 22, left and right. Noticed airmen, multiple instructions in the vicinity. Okay, so with the information now and being a little bit closer, I made my call back to my home airport. Chandler Tower, Cherokee, 90126, Mike is over Firebird Lake, inbound, full stop, with Lima. Cherokee, 90126, Mike, Chandler Tower, make right traffic, runway 22 right, report right downwind. Make right traffic for 22 right, and report right downwind, Cherokee, 26 Mike. And with all the mountains and structures out of the way at this point, I would start descending to my pattern altitude of 2,200 feet. Once I had descended, gone through my landing checklist, and made it to my right downwind, I reported back. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 26 Mike is on downwind. Cherokee 26 Mike, runway 22 right, clear to land. Clear to land, 22 right, Cherokee 26 Mike. And before I was abeam the threshold, something else common in Arizona in the summer happened. All aircraft has this weather information, convective segments 5 Western and 6 Western, valid until 2155 Zulu for Arizona and New Mexico. Also, Center Weather Advisory 201, valid until 2110 Zulu. Available on high watch flight, watch or flight service frequencies. Okay, beam. Power to 15. One notch. Like many places in the summer, convective sigmets are the norm rather than the exception. 
flying in the afternoons and evenings in this area in July can be, let's say, sporty. This will come into play later in my training, so stay tuned. Right after the announcement, you could hear me audibly go through my progression once as I was abeam the threshold. Again, the landing was uneventful. This is a good thing. Almost as soon as I touched down, they let me go. Check 26 Mike, text to the ramp, monitor ground, good day. Text to the ramp, monitor ground, thank you, 26 Mike. Notice that they told me to monitor ground, not contact ground, so I was free to just taxi on my own to the ramp as long as I was listening to them, which is what I did. After completing my after-landing checklist, remember, it was hot, really hot now that it was middle of the day, so going through my checklist, I was mumbling a little bit since I was alone and hot and sweaty and exhausted. I forgot you were all with me or I would have been clearer. Okay, get this window open. After landing, go to standby. Fuel pump is off. Pressure's leaned. Collision. That on. Uh, let's see. Air lean. Back ground. Monitor. Four. Okay. Fuel set. 3.1. 2.1. I taxied to my parking space, shut her down, and that was that. I was done. What a great flight. And I was so happy to have another one under my belt after my difficult stage three check. I was finding that I just loved getting up in the air by myself. It was such a peaceful feeling to be flying, in charge of the craft, and with a, I guess, decent understanding of what I was doing. Remember that I love to hear from you, too. So please let me know what you're doing in aviation, where you're flying, and what you're learning. And don't forget to give me ideas on how to remember to close flight plans. I think most of us would love to hear good ideas on this one. What works for you? As always, you can reach me a couple of different ways. Via email, it's bill at studentpilotcast.com. Super easy. You can also go to the website, studentpilotcast.com, and reach me via the contact menu item on the top of the site. While there, you can also comment specifically on individual episodes right in your browser, and I'll get notified of that too. The comments are a great place to get me because other SPC listeners can see and respond as well. Finally, if none of those are convenient for you or you just want to do it on social media, I'm on Twitter as at BillWill. That's Bravo India Lima Lima Whiskey India Lima. Two L's and then one. I'm so happy to be back on the virtual air. I hope you're enjoying the new episodes, and I'll keep them coming as fast as possible. I think I only had 11 or so more flights before my checkride, so it won't take long for us to complete my primary journey together, assuming there are no multi-year breaks, and trust me, there won't be. Well, I had completed my long solo cross-country, and I had a blast. I made a few mistakes that I could learn from, I got to do some lonely flying around rural Wickenburg. I talked to Luke Approach, flew through and around the Class Bravo. I dodged mountains in airspace and corrected a two-hander without even a swear word. Life was good. I was going to be a pilot.
music for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot Cast at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and for me alone in the situation we were in at the time. Please do not try to blindly apply anything you see or hear in this episode or in any other episode to your own flying without thinking it through on your own completely. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.